You are now listening to the Unstucked Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps to get unstuck in your life, career, finances, and business. Here's your host, Khalil Dumas. exciting news. I built an app. I know, right? Crazy. It's called the one-on-one app where we help you become 1% better together. It's an app that helps you break down your goals, achieving your habits and incremental steps. And it helps you celebrate your progress and your momentum with streaks, check-ins, milestones. And with our multi-dimensional approach to a balanced lifestyle, we really help you become 1% better together. So go download it. It's a free app. It'll be linked below. It's only for iOS right now. We're working on getting it in Google Play. But I really believe that this is a -a one-of-a-kind mental health and wellness app that is truly groundbreaking. To give you some like perspective, it's like Noom, but for habit building. And I'm really excited to share this with you. And I'm really excited to get your feedback. So if you download it, you enjoy it, leave us a review. Thank you so much. And on to the episode. Today, I'm joined by Lauren Littlewood. Lauren is the founder of Littlewood Copy, where she helps brands who have a little rebel side to them. She helps them bring ethical marketing and be change makers and convey that through copy on their websites, social, and more. Lauren is also someone I work really closely with. She helps write a lot of copy even for Unstuck and has taught me the value of great copywriting to not only be able to convey your message but also to get clarity on what exactly is the value that you give to your community. Today's full of value, everything from copywriting to what it takes to start your own business. And we even get into some spiritual things like tarot card readings for all of you woo-woo fans out there. I know you're going to enjoy this. Now on to the episode. It's about time I had you on, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing really well. Who knew that the Lauren Khalil combo was what 2023 needed? Yes, absolutely. Just <laughs> taking over the world one uh, one sales page at a time. <laughs> yeah, literally. And for those of you uh, who may be unfamiliar with Lauren, I'll let her do an intro. But Lauren has helped me tremendously this year with just copywriting, writing in general, getting into, you know, I've mentioned on here that I want to write a book. So we're actually accountability buddies. I haven't been doing the best job because I've been super into like rewriting my website. But Lauren, uh, I want the folks to get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little about yourself, where you're from, kind of what you do, and then we'll dive straight in. Yep. I'm Lauren Littlewood. I own and run Littlewood Copy, which is my copywriting company, but I also do copy coaching through that. And I originally come from Florida, but don't hold that against me. I'm now in Massachusetts and living my best gay life. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for you. And yeah, we'll just shrug off Florida. Um, <laughs> before we dive in, it was it was actually funny when, when we were getting ready to hit record here. Today, I just, I, I was feeling, and you nailed it, like a little spacey, just kind of out of it. Just like, I just honestly today wanted to just head to the beach doing that next week, which is why I didn't just go ahead and do it. But I thought it was hilarious that you got on and described kind of the same thing. And just, I think it's part of it is our ADHD. But I think another part of it is just like, sometimes you wake up and you're just not energetically aligned. And so for days like this, I rely on my routine. Like, what did you do to kind of get re-energized today, aside from obviously showing up to the podcast, which has woken me up? I have a daily ritual that I do. And that is what holds me stable for my entrepreneurship, you know, because sometimes with ADHD especially, like it's really hard to start sometimes. So I think having something that you just do every morning to just like get you going 
is super helpful. So for my daily ritual, I do meditation and journaling and tarot readings because I am that woo-woo chick. <laughs> I love that. And we're definitely going to unpack that because you sent me a message yesterday where you literally read my life. I literally gave you a whole tarot Across reading. the country, yeah. <laughs> which was amazing. And I loved that. But I really appreciate you sharing that background. Copywriting, talk about something that's scary to get started. Even if you follow my, you know, just get started for two minutes. Writing is its own beast. And I think it can be our best friend. And a lot of the times I think it's our worst enemy. I mean, when you take just writing in general, I always talk about the power of journaling. You know, as I approach 30, it's really interesting to read my journals from when I was 22 and just like reflect. And that's super powerful. But then you like take that to an extreme with like writing about your brand or writing about yourself or giving helpful information. So why choose copywriting? Like, that's such a hard thing. Like, is it something you've loved before? Just tell us a little bit about how you landed on being a copywriter and, and helping entrepreneurs tell their story. Yeah, so actually, it's kind of crazy because I've done a lot of things <laughs> in my life and career. I wanted to be a writer at, I don't know, when did Pink's album come out? Her first like debut album came out and I loved it so much that I literally tried to write an entire story based on her music. And um, oh so like, gosh. yeah, it was, I was like, must've been like eight or nine. Anyways, I've always wanted to be a writer, but I'm dyslexic and I have ADHD. And I didn't know that until I was an adult. And it like all of the the stuff, you know, through the school system that I grew up in, it was just not something that was supported. And it was just this idea that I was just not intelligent enough to be a writer. So I did what I knew how to do. I was really damn good at singing. So I went to music schools, tried to be a singer. And I'm like, nope, not my bag. Went into holistic health and wellness and yoga and realized, nope, not stable enough. So let me go and shift the winds again. And I went to PTA school and started working in physical therapy. And that was cool until the pandemic happened. And I'm like, wow, I'm miserable. So I'm like, you know, getting back in touch with like, what do I truly want? What are the things that I want in my life? And that brought me to entrepreneurship. I want to work from home. I want to have that flexibility because I'm a single parent. And so I want to be able to just have that spacey day or if my kid is sick or if I'm just not like mentally healthy. Because like when I first started my business, when I was working in healthcare, I was not okay. I needed that time to take care of myself and to take care of my son when he needed it. Then I started investigating this stuff and that's where writing came back in. So then I started looking into writing and being a freelance writer, which ended up leading me to my first mentor that kind of brought me to copywriting. And that just opened up this whole thing. And since then, it's just been, it's literally turned me towards something where I genuinely feel like I'm living in my purpose right now. And I think that's one thing that entrepreneurship has the power to do is to guide you towards your purpose, especially for people like me who don't necessarily fit within the box of a system. I appreciate you sharing that. And it it was fascinating when you remember when you shared that you were dyslexic, my like ear perked up because I think it's really natural when you hear dyslexia or ADHD to just like, you shouldn't write. Like that's the voice that like comes roaring into my head and it's like so false. And I think what you just described really tells a great story in terms of how you can unlock yourself, even if you have learning disabilities. When you think about stability, you mentioned stability. I think a lot of people go to income. And I think that's a natural first step. And what I found also in entrepreneurship is stability also means like mentioning what we're talking about today, right? Like 
when we feel out of whack, whether it's our dyslexia or ADHD or whatever mental conditions we may be facing, it's really nice to be able to do whatever you need to do to get back to your equilibrium while not sacrificing your potential employment. I can tell you so many times when, now when I think back to corporate, there were a lot of employees or a lot of coworkers of mine that maybe had these mental health issues and I could see them getting worse with this job because it you had to show up every day, no matter what, right? You couldn't just say, hey, don't feel great. Gonna just like not log on. All the companies I work with from HFK to one and one to Unstucked, like it's amazing to see the shift that all of these leaders, including myself, have made where like my staff will come to me and say, hey, I don't feel good today. I'm just going to take today off. And that's great. And I just empathize so much with younger Khalil and just people who are in corporate still who don't have that flexibility. And so when you think about entrepreneurship, I want people not to just think about the stability of working from home or making buku bucks. But I think the huge piece is being able to kind of be in charge of your day and give yourself that level of stability. Absolutely. And it's so impactful to be able to get like, I think that also comes down to like measuring our success. We also measure our success monetarily, which, you know, obviously is a great measure of success, but it's not all that is there. And when you're an entrepreneur, you can measure your success by just the fact that you you have the freedom to do certain things, to take care of yourself, to, you know, and that freedom is is a measure of success. What impact are you having? As an entrepreneur, you can literally reshape an industry, you know, which is like kind of my mission. What I want to do is I want to help reshape copywriting to be less sleazy and more ethical and more authentic and stuff. And so it's just like, it's because it, it impacts the world so much. You know, our marketing, if you just think about diet culture and how diet culture has completely destroyed all these people, that all started in marketing. And so it has the power to completely change the world. When you're an entrepreneur, you can do these things and create these movements and change these industries within your own power. And that's just such a huge measure of success. Just the fact that I have coaching students who come in and they can like literally change their lives like and and then also follow through with my theory and my principles on copywriting and then move that momentum forward more is just so unbelievably rewarding. And that is a huge measure of success. And that's something that you don't always get when you're working that nine to five. Absolutely. And talking about that measure of success, take us back to, you mentioned the pandemic, but take us back to not only that moment you decided to establish Littlewood Copy, but also talk about maybe when you saw that unlock. Like, I remember very vividly when I was first placed on a retainer and I was like, whoa, this is real. Like, this is happening. Take us back to that time because I know it is a very tumultuous one. I was suffering from a lot of imposter syndrome. I was just looking for worst case scenarios, self-sabotaging. Like, what was that period like, that transition like? And when was the moment you realized you could sustain? So I started getting, it was actually one of my early clients, Lex Smith, who is still my client and actually my co-host on my podcast. She was like, so amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is what it can be like. And I was still working kind of part-time in my therapy job. And then she decided, you know, she was going to do the retainer. And it was just like, okay, here it is. And then I had another company that I was working with. And it was just like, so this is possible. Like, this is happening. And it was absolutely terrifying. So I'm like doing all this research, making sure that I do the best possible job that I can, you know, because I was still kind of learning the industry and how to do it the most effective way and how to be good at what I was 
charging people for. That imposter syndrome is really hard. And that's when that um, daily ritual kind of came in because like your mindset, no matter your industry, no matter entrepreneurship or not, or just like your day-to-day stuff, you know, just like living life, your mindset and your ability to create your own future is so unbelievably powerful. But you have to decide that. I think when I officially left my job, when I officially put in the notice and they were saying like, oh, can we give you a raise? Can we get, what if we give you this much more? What if this, and stuff like that. And it's just like, there is literally no amount of money that you can give me that is going to give me this emotional feeling or this freedom that I feel just with this like tiny bit of this experience of this new, new life that I could have is giving me. And so that was an incredible sense to just walk away and feel that freedom and like kind of dive into this like principle that I coined the term the fuck it principle. And Oh, tell me about that. Yeah. So I'm writing a book and uh, one of the principles in my book is the fuck it principle. And that's the time when you let go of that shame and guilt of being who you were taught to be and doing the things that you feel like you should be or do and just say, fuck it, and you do your thing instead, that is so unbelievably powerful. And then when I'm talking to my my students and stuff, and they're and I'm like, okay, it's time for the fuck it principle. Like you're having this thing, you know, and you're feeling all of the shame and guilt. It's time to just like be done with that and just say fuck it, you know? And so that was that for me. Yeah, it's really important. And I love that because I think that is the biggest shift that I've had as I've matured and as I approach 30 is life's a spiral staircase. So just because you overcame this one limiting belief or you overcame this one situation, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to face it again. The only difference is your mindset and how you look at it. I think that's super, super important. So when you decide to set aside those things, right, that is you actually maturing and choosing a different path and choosing a different way of thinking. A really great example of this, and when I was first getting started, you feel kind of small. And I've heard this across the board. Like when you jump into not only entrepreneurship, but like I jumped into like this creator space, this podcasting, media. To the average person, it's really confusing. Like people are like, do you do social media? Like, like what do you do? Like, what is your job? And I always felt triggered by that. Every time someone would ask like, so what do you do? And I've talked to you about it, right? Like I consult, I advise CEOs. I have my own company. You know, I, you know, I'm a husband. Like I do more than just my job too. Like I pride myself on being, you know, a wonderful husband. I have a beautiful niece that I love. And it's like one of my like joys in life. You know what I mean? So it was when I was always asked that question, I would go on these rants. Like I would try to explain to this person everything I did, why I was doing it the value of it, and my ego would just get the spotlight like to turn on and just try to prove to this person that I was doing something cool. And it was really me just kind of projecting and talking to myself. But I remember the moment I decided to say, fuck it. And I got that question. Someone said, you know, what do you do? And I just said, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. And the look on their face, they were like, okay, like, like, so, so what does that mean? And like, this person was like actively trying to and I could tell just by the based on the conversation, like this person definitely was trying to like throw a little shade. And I said, you know, my LinkedIn's updated. Like you could definitely like look me up on social. Like it'll explain what I do. And I just left it. And I felt so much lighter, like not 
going on the and, and, and it goes back to your mindset thing. And I think for me it was when I would speak about these things or when people would ask me about these things, I would give a small response in my mind, which was like, I need to fully explain it. And instead of stepping into my power and being like, I don't need to explain this. Like, it's okay if that person doesn't fully get it. It's okay if half of my friends don't fully understand what I do. Like, that's not the point. The point is what you're talking about. That point is when I wake up in the morning, I feel great more times than not. I feel in control of my destiny more times than not. I feel optimistic about my business and my life, you know? So I really wanted to stop on that note because mindset is something that comes up a lot on this podcast. Like when you're first starting out, like you focus so much on the ledger of like, I got to open a business account or I got to focus on, you know, networking to get the next job. Like no one focuses on the mindset. And that's the biggest thing that I've always focused on. So I want to just like double down here. When you think about mindset, what would you say from your perspective, whether it's a routine or it's a mantra or whatever it is, like what is your mindset most days? And like, how do you make sure that like you're in a good headspace or mindset especially going into your business and obviously being a parent. Like, what does that ideal mindset look like and how do you stay at that equilibrium most days? Yeah. So my son listens to this song called The Power of Yet. Can't remember the guy who sings it, but it's targeted towards kids and it's all about like the growth mindset, right? He started listening to, I think, at preschool and that actually like got into my mind and it started opening up things. And eventually I went into like the spiritual woo-woo thing because I am the queen of woo-woo, right? And so I think about like manifestation. And so I do a lot of like meditations with visualizations. I have a... I have a walk-in closet that's not a closet. It is actually my meditation room. <laughs> and this Love that. Is, yeah, so I'm like, ah, I don't need a walk-in closet. I need a meditation room. So I turned it into my meditation room and I have like this um, mood board or this vision board that's in it. And it, I see it and I meditate on it. And that visual, because like what you focus on, you create more of, right? And your thoughts create your actions, which create your reality. And... That is literally a law to just live by because if you're visualizing the doom and gloom, if you're visualizing not getting the client, if you're visualizing, if you're seeing all this happening in your mind, you're going into a panic space, that's probably what's going to happen because you're, you know, woo-woo wise, you're putting that energy out into the universe, but also like you're demonstrating that with your actions and your body language when you're talking to these clients. You're sitting there like, yeah, okay, yeah, I could I could do that for you. And it's just like, no, be proud of that. Feel into like that excitement of having the, like that's, that's how I felt with you. I'm just like, this dude is wicked. I want to work with him, you know? Like this dude's going to change <laughs> yeah. the world, you know? And you feel into that like beautiful potential of working with this incredible person or, or having these incredible things happen in your life, you know? Like, I want to go to Paris. Okay, like, Let's make that happen. And I'm literally going like, to How Paris. do you make it happen? You have to feel into it. Everything, everything happens beginning in your head. If you don't work on what's happening inside your internal reality, you can't change your external reality. If you're always sitting here thinking the same negative limiting thoughts, you're always going to have these negative limiting situations. And it's not until you break that barrier of limits and just say, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to do it in a way that feels really good and really abundant, that you actually break through and start building this badass life. 
No, it's so true. And I think that we're in this space, so we hear a lot of this, but the average American, the average person in the world, like, doesn't have that level of EQ, doesn't have that level of awareness. And I noticed this as like a generational problem. Like when you look at a boomer versus Gen X versus a millennial versus Gen Z, we're ushering in a new ideology. And that's honestly why there's so much friction in the world right now is because you kind of have two different camps of like, you control your reality and you're allowed to say no. And then you have another camp of like fear-based, I need to survive because I've seen, right? Like I've been through the worst of the worst. And so to your point, I think wherever you fall into that, whatever your beliefs are, you're not going to make it very far if you're not able to feel into it. I love that that phrase because I think it's really important. And it doesn't always look perfect. Like sometimes feeling into it means like being paralyzed. Sometimes feeling into it means like being confused and lost and asking for help. Like it doesn't always mean that you have to like be this big person and rise out of it. It's really just your ability to, my stepmom Lily has this tattooed on her, but like to be glad in it no matter what it looks like. And I think that's super important. When you think about mindset and shifting gears, like when you think about just being a woman in entrepreneurship and being a gay woman in entrepreneurship, like what is that like? And what are some of the new norms that you're trying to set that you didn't see before? My big one is gender inclusion. You know, on top of any inclusion genuinely, but I think we so often get stuck in this binary. And as a gender fluid person, you know, I have the ability to step outside of these ideas and then see how we can create them to be in a more inclusive space. And it's the same thing with, um, you know, size inclusion and racial inclusion. And it's just like, we can all just like rise together. That's been like just a really common theme for me. And I think also with like entrepreneurship and just business in general, like we can rise together. And I feel like in the marketing world, we get so hung up on the competition of it that we don't realize that we can enrich each other and we can help each other grow. And that's why I niched the way that I did. So my business niche is for rebel brands and radical change makers because I wanted to work with people who were like me. I wanted to work with people who cared about the impact that they were making because marketing, in my belief, has such a massive impact on our society. And I wanted to work with people who didn't want to follow the same social standards. So the people who wanted to have like this feminist lead with whatever they were doing, I literally, literally kind of changed things because I idealize Tori so much. I think she is like the most badass ever. So initially was in health and wellness. And I'm like, no, 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 I need to work with people like that. And she was part of that inspiration of changing my niche from just health and wellness to working with these values because she demonstrated that value to me of like, no, we can do something different and we can create a hugely positive impact and make a fuck ton of money doing it, you know? And I'm like, that's the type of person I want to work with. That's how I kind of like found that niche. And that's how I have been able to find my power and my footing in this industry is by instead of just like, oh, yes, I work with health and wellness brands. Like, no, I don't limit myself. I don't like boxes. I'm gender fluid. I don't like boxes, right? (laughs) And so uh, I got pink hair, you know, like, I don't like boxes, but I do care about certain things. And that's how I've like come into my power. And so I like, I work with this one client who's amazing and she's like literally revolutionizing 
the motorsports industry. I do not even know how to ride a motorcycle. Like, you know, and I don't know <laughs> yeah. almost anything about motorsports at all, but I know marketing and I know her. And I know that industry is, it's like NASCAR. It's like it's screams so, non-inclusion. It's so toxic in so many ways and stuff like that. And she's literally like doing so much to like revolutionize that. I think aligning and finding that authenticity is like the big thing for me that helped is just to find my truth and then put that out there and attract the people who are attracted to that truth. And that's where we start like really growing and rising together. That's such a great point. And you mentioned Tori because when I think back and she was just kind of getting started and as was I, we talked on the phone, if not every day, every other day. And... I remember when I would go work at the bank or I would go work at Nike or I would go work at you know the job I was at. At the time, I was this different person. I was quiet, very smart. Like I'm the guy you go to to get things done. And that's what I did all day, every day. Not too different than kind of how I am today with the difference of I really had to code switch and not be fully who I want to be. And what I mean by that is traditional hierarchy. You have to look to the leader to be a certain way and do certain things. And when you think about eight to 10 hours a day, five days a week, year after year of that, when you come home and what Brene Brown calls, right, taking off your armor and become this other person, like that is so tiring. Anyone who's just like, like how the, like that seems like, yes, that's my reality, but how do I get to like a better reality? I didn't just wake up and shift and change. It started with incremental, like it started with like leaving Nike, leaving Umqua, getting closer and closer to brands and people that were aligned with me. Like Topbox was like that first, I knew I hit it good. My buddy Chris Stark is my best friend to this day. Like I could be myself. I could like yes. say the stressor of the day out loud. I could say what was bothering me or I could voice a counter opinion, which is so hard for a lot of people in corporate because they want to just maintain the status quo, which this starts to raise your ear a little bit to the patriarchy. Like when you look at it at a micro level and then you look at it at a macro level, you start to see why things are the way they are. And if you want to go further into that, just watch the matrix. Like I think when you're in this system, like you start protecting it, even if it doesn't help you, it's what you know and it's what you're taught. So what really caught my eye with you is the rebel brands piece. I feel like a rebel by just posting something on LinkedIn that maybe a little polarizing or sharing something in a meeting with one of my companies that kind of goes against the grain of what everyone wants, but for a good reason and because I care and because I can vocalize those things. Those little tiny mindset shifts, and I hate this word because we all have power, but empowerment to be who you want to be and learning how to use your power, I would say like that is the biggest differentiator in entrepreneurship today for Gen Z and millennials is like, we're not afraid to be who we are and to live that fully. I mean, you talked about pink. She would be so happy that you're on a podcast talking about women empowerment with pink hair. Like, Literally. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you've established a great business for yourself. You are such a change maker. And I'm so excited to read your book. As you look forward to this year... Like, what are some of the exciting things that you're looking forward to, but also what are some of the challenges you're looking to kind of overcome too? That is such a solid question for right now because I'm literally sitting here today, like feeling like 
certain things in my career vision need a zhuzh, right? And I have a YouTube channel and it's just not feeling right. Like it's just not feeling like it yet. And I kind of thought it would feel like it yet. I'm like, feeling out like where exactly I want to go. Thought leadership is really, really important to me. And that's definitely something that I've always felt connected with way before I got into copywriting, literally like working in my nine to five and sitting here like dreaming of being the next Jen Sincero because she is my queen. And I want to get out there. I want to do more. I think, you know, my book is going to be a definite path to that, doing maybe some speaking events and stuff like that. And I really love coaching. Uh, I really love seeing my students just like start to heal some stuff and start to flourish and, and stuff. And then I also, I really love spiritual stuff. And I'm like, you know, I wonder if there's a way I can do some like throw in some tarot and astrology in my coaching and have it be like, woo-woo entrepreneurship, who knows, you know? And so right now, I'm like, I have certain visions for the future. I got my future wife in my visions. I got my travel aspirations. Like, we're gonna go to Japan together. Like, this is happening, you know? And I'm going to Paris soon, and that's amazing. And I'm writing my book, and I wanna do more speaking events. And like, that's all super amazing. But I'm just like, there's something else in there that's not quite clear yet. And that's kind of like where my brain's been this week. It's just like, I need to gain some clarity in some things. Don't we all though? Yeah, and I think that's all like, <laughs> you know, and I think it's important to like kind of talk about because, you know, when when people see, you know, or listen to podcasts and or see people speaking and stuff like that, you just think that they got everything figured out. Mm. But in actuality, we're just adjusting our sales the whole time. Like, we never have anything completely figured out. We're just adjusting our We're just our starting all the time yeah. and confident and have a mission of impact, like you mentioned. Literally. You have your key foundations. I had a, I had a, a mentor once who's just like, what's your North Star? And, you know, you have your, your North Star statement is like, my North Star is I want to create a positive impact in the world. I want to do it through nurturing myself and nurturing others and living a life of, of freedom. And for me, like that freedom is like not being confined into a box and, and having to be two separate people at work and at home. And, you know, like I'm always just me, you know? I don't oh, know a whole lot so of good. professional people who sit there and say, fuck it on calls, you know? <laughs> and like, you know, <laughs> which I'm like, I might be cussing too much on this and I'm sorry, but no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't. It's just like... <laughs> no, this is why we have this space. And like all day long, I had Gabby Allenello on here at Corporate Quitter and I love that about her. Like, this is like a free, safe space. And to your point, that should be your space more times than not. And unfortunately, yes. that's just not the reality for a lot of people. Yeah, and... Just thinking back to like my nine to five self working in healthcare, you know, in certain areas of, of the world, like working in healthcare, I'd have to cover up my tattoos. I'd have to not have my pink hair, you know, and, and having to, you know, I don't know about you, but lifting a person that's, you know, 50% heavier than you in a long sleeve shirt is really hard and hot and tiring. And like being in a long sleeve shirt for that is just not fun. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking about like the person going through that situation, working the nine to five and feeling trapped and stuck in that space and what they can do to start freeing themselves. And I think genuinely, like it first starts with freeing your mind because we have 
this box, like the, the reason the patriarchy and things like that are so impactful and powerful is because it's something that's been ingrained in us since we were born. So now it doesn't have to do any work because we're so conditioned to live within these parameters. And so the very first thing you can do is like pick up a book, you know, listen to a podcast and start breaking out of those boxes Start living outside of shame. Because I don't know about you, but I lived in shame, which is like Brene Brown talks about it as like, that's the I am bad. Guilt is the I did bad. And I lived in shame for so much of my life. And I think that's a huge part of where my eating disorder came around and a lot of like toxic mental patterns and my mental health problems came around is because living in shame. Part of that living in shame is because you're conditioned to be that way, especially when you're socialized as female, because you have an extra layer of box on you. You have to break out of that. And like sometimes you feel a little bit egocentric when you're saying like, no, I'm actually really pretty awesome. But it's not egocentric. <laughs> yeah. It just feels that way because you're so used to being in this state of shame. And so if you're working that nine to five, if you're just feeling super stuck and super trapped in all of your lifeness, the first thing to do is break out of that prison in your mind. And then you can start seeing with clarity how you can break out of the prison in your life. It's so true. And I totally empathize with you. And it's something that I still, life is a spiral staircase, something I still confront, you know, being a black man comes with its own challenges. And one of the big revelations I had is there's a ton of shame. Like everywhere I go, I'm very cognizant that I'm a, almost a, you know, I'm a 6'2 black dude who, right, like I stand out, I'm different in most spaces. Like there is a level of shame that comes with that always because you're constantly knowing that you're sticking out. You know, people are looking at you. You know that like you're representing all the time, especially in the entrepreneur space that's so sparsely populated by black men. So what you just said is super important. And I want to talk directly to this audience who's also black, but also maybe trying to get out of corporate and loves a little woo-woo. And when we mention woo-woo, it's spiritual because, again, it's kind of a play on words. It kind of makes fun of people who make fun of spirituality. But you did a tarot card reading on me across the country, and you sent it to me. It's time-stamped. You sent it to me in the middle of the afternoon. I was literally typing, and I stopped to read this, and it's... Almost like what you described, I think we're in a very similar space right now, but I wanted to read it because I thought it was really, really impactful. If you've been feeling confused and full of doubt as you persevere and move toward your goal, don't let your insecurities cloud your direction. Move with confidence and lean into your unconventional attitudes. Become the empathetic leader you're meant to be. Reveal the lies and overcome the fears. You are stronger and more courageous than you know. Like that in a nutshell describes my experience as an entrepreneur. I feel like I visit that space constantly and I built that muscle of being strong and courageous. I think days like today, you don't always feel that way, but then you're just reminded of the routine and all the things you've done. Like look at us a year ago and to today, like I start to do those mental exercises. So I think this is a wonderful place to stop. Lauren, I really appreciate you coming on and giving such great perspectives. How can my community support you? I am Littlewood Copy uh, on all of the socials, except for Twitter, because I don't like it. <laughs> and then... 
My website is littlewoodcopy.com. I have a YouTube channel called The Rebel Mind. And uh, just go out and be a badass today. That's how you can support me. Just go out and just be a badass self and and just feel so your, your awesomeness. Feel into that awesomeness and embody your awesomeness because you're awesome. If you're listening to this podcast, you're awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. Of course. And I want to do a shameless plug real quick just because you've been so instrumental in helping me kind of reshape and just bring a voice to my brand. So if you're struggling with that, if you're someone that's like wanting to get started, you don't know where, you don't know what your brand looks like, but you want to do something, starting with having a copywriter come and write it all down for you, write it all out for you is super helpful. Lauren, all your links will be below. We'll make sure we connect with you. Thank you so much for coming on again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unstucked Podcast. Visit us at unstucked.com and follow us on TikTok at Unstucked.